<laughs> Welcome back to another episode of our podcast. We have a big change this week. Due to some unfortunate circumstances, we have a name change. In thanks, the Zuckerberg. Family. Yeah, thanks, Zuckerberg. We, we appreciate you for that. Um, but we are no longer the Underdog Sports NFL podcast. We are now Gridiron Renegades, Gridiron Mayhem NFL podcast. So uh, we have a few changes to the... Um, to the brand coming here soon. Um, but as we have, as we mentioned last week, you will also be able to find this week's episode of the podcast on Apple podcasts. That'll be from here on out. We will be available on Apple podcasts. So go ahead and check us out there. I am one of your hosts. I am hashtag captain Kirk hashtag Sixburg representing the Vikings and Steelers. I am joined by my two co-hosts. I have on my left, our resident bills admin, go ahead and introduce yourself. I am hashtag circle the wagons, uh, Josh Wilson, representing the Bills. And then on my right, we have our other. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Rob, I said last night, you're a fucking golfer, not a Mustang. Quit going to the crowds. (laughs) Anyway. All right. On my. On my right, we have our other admin, or our other uh, co-host, our resident Saints and Titans admin. Go ahead and introduce yourself. I am Des, and I am in a lot better mood this week than I have in recent weeks. <laughs> uh, no, I'm King me and three three refs. And then we are joined this week by our first new guest in, is it, has it been three weeks? It's been a while since so. we've had a new guest. Um, we have our resident Eagles admin. Go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Rob. You know, I rep the Philadelphia Eagles proudly. I'm hashtag Cunningham and Eggs. I'm one sad boy after this past week. We, we, we finally found the that. one Eagles fan. Yeah. <laughs> right, I got wait, wait. Don't, you see, you see, you say circle the wagons. It's because all the Bills fans are bandwagon fans. Oof. Where's that? We found an Eagles fan actually has a home. We were selling out a stadium for 20 years of misery. So, before we get into a dick measuring contest of whose fans are better, Vikings fans have zero Super Bowls, and yet somehow we still sell out US Bank Stadium. So, I don't want to hear it. So do the Bills. Wow. We're just our co host board is just miserable. We hate life as a whole. Yeah, we have um, for zero Super So yeah. as those of you who are return viewers know, we start the episode off with a primetime pick'em. And just to update the standings here. So last week, the guest slot and Dez went one and two. Josh Wilson went two and one. And I, your favorite of the three co-hosts, went a perfect three and oh. So I now lead the standings at 12 and three. Josh Wilson is in second at 11 and four. Our guest oh. slot and Dez are tied for third and last place with nine and six. So we're going to go ahead and do our primetime pickems. We're going to start with the Thursday night game, Broncos versus Browns. Josh, go ahead and give us your pick for that one. Uh, I'm picking the Browns. Uh, I hope the Browns win this game. Uh, they've always been my second team. I really don't have much more to say on this one. 
All righty. Let's go ahead and head to Dez. Who's your pick for this game? It's going to be the Browns, like, easily. Like, I mean, the the Broncos lost to the freaking Steelers. And and then a coach was um, Raiders. So, yeah, the, so, the, Broncos, the Broncos are the Broncos. on a bit of a rough stretch for sure. Yeah. And I'll talk about them a little bit more later, too. So. All right. I'm going to go next here. My pick for this one, um, I got to go Browns. I mean, yeah, the Browns struggled against the Cardinals last week, but as TJ Watt, or as JJ Watt said on the sideline, stop making excuses for why we're winning. Maybe we're just fucking good. Um, so the Cardinals are a good team. The Browns lost because of that. Case Keenum gets the start tonight, but it's the Broncos. I think Case Keenum gets the dub. Um, not that I'm biased or anything, but <laughs> but yeah, I think the Browns easily win this one. Rob, let's go to you. I got to go with the Browns. Even how beaten and battered they are, just injuries. I can't imagine that the Broncos don't put up too much opposition for them to win. All righty. Our Sunday night game for the week. So we all four picked the Browns, correct? Yep. Yes. All right. Yes. Our Sunday night game for the week Colts versus Niners. Let's go to Rob. Who's your pick? Colts. All right. Any I, any Car- reason why or just Carson? I see. Car- well, that's part of the reason. I see him balling out and that defense finally stepping up to help him win. Honestly, that Colts team is severely underrated, and when they're firing all cylinders, they have to be one oh. of the better teams in the AFC South. AFC South, first of all, and secondly, they're not underrated. They were expected to compete with the Titans for the division. They're just sucking. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. I don't know if I can say underrated, but I think they can have underperforming. a good team. Underperforming for sure. Um, I'm gonna go next. I've got, I've, I've got to go Colts in this one. Um, as hard as that is for me, because Carson Wentz has been back, like up and down all season. Um, I, I just think the Colts finally figured out who they are as a team last week, albeit against the against the Texans. But the the Colts, I mean, they balled out. Carson Wentz looked like prime Carson Wentz, and if he can continue to ball like that, I think the Colts win this and with a, no problem at all. All right, we're gonna go to Josh Wilson on this one. Who do you have? Um, I'm gonna take the Niners. Uh, they're at home. I think both teams are struggling, but I think that Carson Wentz will, in all honesty, I mean, there's a good chance he goes down with an injury. And I just think the Niners will win this one. Uh, I'm going to go with Josh there. Um, If you don't mind me, Dante, I'm just going to go with that pick as well. I'm going to go with the um, Niners as well. Like the Colts, I, I, we've played them already. I've I've seen firsthand what they look like, and they've they look good last week because they're playing the freaking Texans, who are down to their fourth string quarterback. Like I, he's probably the third stringer, but he plays like he's a fourth stringer at best. So I just you can't judge a team based off their performance against um, the Texans, and I think the Colts are still the same Colts we saw in Week One. They're not gonna. They're going to go 0-4 against the um, NFC West this season. So I I just don't see any hope for them at all. 49ers big. 
All right. And then now we're going to go to our Monday night game. I'll start this one off. We've got Saints Seahawks. This is an interesting one. Um, I got to go Saints with this one. The Seahawks looked questionable at best um, against a very underperforming Steelers team. Uh, I got to go Saints big on this one. Let's go to Josh for his pick. All right. I got to go Saints as well. Uh, the Seahawks are beat up. Um, they're at home. And, I mean, that Seattle crowd is always loud. But I just think the Saints will be too much for the Seahawks. All right. Rob, who do you have in this one? Uh... I gotta go with the Saints. Honestly, they they're just better than them right now. That's fair, yeah. All right, and we'll finish with Des. Des, who do you have? I it's I think it's obvious. I'm gonna go with the Saints. They're I think James Winston's gonna have a week one performance against the Seahawks defense. <clears throat> um, and then them using Geno having Geno Smith really hurt hurts them, especially He's not super experienced. He's got he's got experience. He's just has some rust on him. And I think, I mean, the Seahawks offensive line hasn't looked good. They have the Titans get I think like three sacks against Russell Wilson, and we don't have a good defensive line. So I think uh, Cam Jordan's gonna have a have himself a field day in the backfield. I I think the Saints win by at least two to, or two scores. I would have to agree with that one. I, I I don't see this being close at all. All right. Now that we've done our primetime pick and gotten that out of our way, out of the way, we're going to go to our week in review. So we're going to start with Josh and Dez talking about the Titans versus the Bills game. Josh, you can go first again. All right. So disappointing ending, but it was a good game. Uh, I thought the Bills played well. Uh, I think the big, kind of the big thing to talk about in this one is the end of the game. Uh, I would, I absolutely agree with the call to go for it on fourth down. Uh, Josh Allen, 99 times out of a hundred will make that. I disagree, however, with the play call. I think he should have been in the shotgun. Uh, he could run it with the best of them. He could have seen more lanes and he would have had an option to pass it. Uh, so I disagree with the play call, but I agree with the call to go for it. Yeah. And I it, think that's something that we as fans can do a lot is like, we sit here and we're like, like not, not to say that you're wrong for second guessing right. the play call because I think there, that was a situation where having watched that play, yeah, 100% second guess that play call. That was a terrible play call in that situation. Everybody but, knew what they were going to do. Yeah, but we as fans sit in a position like that where we see the like we see everything from a bird's eye view, right? Like we get to see the above shot and we understand like what the pro, like what what the defense looks like. Like the coaches get the on-field view. And All I think right. it's so easy for us as fans to forget that that like they'd see a different view than we do. So it, he might've been making the the call that he thought was the best decision in that moment. Right. And so Isn't the coordinator up in the, in the uh, booth though. Yeah. But doesn't sits up there, but McDermott, McDermott calls the, the offense, correct? 
Uh, I'm not sure if it's him or Dable. Either way, though, like, you know, your, um, your offensive coordinator is supposed to be like, hey, this is how they're stacking up, you know. Yeah. Maybe do I this. Because like, I, I, I agree with you, Josh, that the, it was a smart decision to go for it. But I think they could have lined up the same um, way. And they, if they would have ran a screen, it would have worked a lot better. Right. It, it would have been a successful one. Arguably could have made for a touchdown just because the Titans haven't done well against screens this season. Right. And at first I, I was before the play call. Yeah. At first I was upset that we went for it. But then I got to thinking about it. That was a championship caliber mindset to go for it in that situation. Like that's something that we would have expected from Bill Belichick and the Patriots when they had Tom Brady. As much as I hate to say that cuz I hated them, but and that's something that we would have expected from Sean Payton, you know, much like his onside kick in the Super Bowl. So I really like how ballsy that was to go for it, even though I was disappointed with the outcome. Yeah, I'm going to say, like, Josh Allen did not slip, by the way. Harold Landry just managed to get through to the blocker. And if you look at the picture of it, like, he had his – a whole bicep on Josh Allen's um, shoulder or on his chest. So it, he didn't slip. Just Harold Landry broke through the through the line. So there's no fault to Landry or to Josh Allen for for that play. It was just busted by the Titans. But it was definitely one of the most entertaining Monday Night Football games we've seen in a while. I mean, last week was fun too with the Colts choking a fourth quarter lead to. The, to the Ravens, but but can we just discuss how entertaining primetime football was this week? Oh yeah, with the like, exception of yeah, uh, yeah. No, I mean even Thursday was good. Yeah, Thursday night's game was incredible. Sunday night's Sunday's game was went to overtime, expected. went to overtime, which was great. And then our Monday night game was down to the wire. I mean, just it, absolutely it was a good amazing football. football. Amazing and I, football. I will say one play call where Mike Vrabel pissed me off, and I've got to say probably pissed off most of Buffalo. Yes. I'm watching that punt return, and I'm like, oh, my God, you got to be freaking kidding me. It's this same damn play. But I will say this. 20 years later, they finally got the freaking call right. They got it right to begin with, by the way. Well, it was still a, it was a lateral. You can't. Tell I will otherwise. I will die on that hill that it was a forward pass. And Adam Schefter. You can die wherever you like. Adam Schefter on the pregame show that he sat above that play and it was a forward pass. Either way, it saved the Bills from an embarrassing fifth Super Bowl loss. Ooh. <laughs> I do love the fact that we have a Titans and a Bills admin on our co-host board because. It just creates some fun, entertaining. It's not even, like, toxic. Like, it's just y'all like to give each other shit, and it's hilarious. Yeah. And then we've got the Steelers admin to make us laugh. Yeah. Because I have more Super Bowls than all of you combined. So. Okay, let me rephrase that. We have the Vikings admin to make us laugh. There you go. Um... All right, I'm going to go ahead and talk Steelers-Seahawks real quick. 
Um, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. TJ Watt is the best defensive player in the league uh, when completely healthy. Seven sacks, or seven tackles, three pass deflections, two sacks, and a forced fumble. I mean, that man balled out. And that forced fumble to seal the game was amazing. Um, if if TJ Watt continues to play the way he has this season when healthy and Aaron Donald wins defensive player of the year, because Aaron Donald has not been fantastic this year. Uh, it will be, um, the second that, biggest snub in history. Yeah. If for real, will right be. after Derrick Henry gets stuff from the MVP last year. Yep. Because Derrick Henry 100% deserved MVP last year. Aaron Rodgers had a we'll great this season. Year. Aaron Rodgers had a great season, but he was not MVP caliber. Henry's going to get this. He's about to cross the um, but, but then to further add on to that, the Steelers have the highest graded defensive player by pro football focus in the league. And it's not who you would think it was. Let, let me get a quick guess. Who do you think it is? Uh, Ryan Shazier? Uh, Ryan Shazier is out, <laughs> dummy. Cam Hayward? It is Cam Hayward. Yeah. So it was who I think it is. Well, I would have thought TJ Watt. Yeah, I mean, if you think Steelers defense, you think TJ Watt. Cam Hayward has been solid, and he was still solid against Sunday night. I mean, he is just – he makes very few mistakes, and the mistakes he does make are so little they're almost unnoticeable. Um, the the Steelers should have won that game by more, um, but that overtime period made that game feel like a blowout. I mean, we just the defense dominated the Seahawks from start to finish in that overtime period. And the Seahawks have struggled this year in overtime. They're what, 0 and 2 now? Or yeah, 0 and 2 in overtime. overtime. Against, I can't remember if they went to overtime against the um, Vikings or not. Um no, they went to overtime against the Titans and the Steelers so far. They're 0 and 2 and it's not even Thanks close. To me. But yeah, and then another game that went to overtime, my Vikings-Panthers game. Um, the Vikings' first half, fantastic. The Vikings' second half um, looked a whole lot like the pre-Zimmer Vikings. Um, defense was awful. Offense was terrible. And we just couldn't get anything going. And that, I mean led to the second half comeback, but we finished it off in overtime and we finally saw Kirk Cousins go for the kill, right? Like, so I don't know if any of you have seen the, the picture floating around Facebook right now, but it's a picture of Adam Thielen wide open over the middle, right? And he goes to a KJ Osborne, an unproven um, first-year starter who um, had a couple drops in the game and he went to him for that kill shot. Like, he, he was like, I'm ending it here. And he went to KJ Osborne who was one-on-one was actually pretty well covered and fit that ball right in there. Kirk Cousins finally went for a shot, like, took a shot that he st- like historically hasn't taken. And so I'm hoping that's the Cousins we get for the rest of the year and not the Cousins who's timid in big moments like that because that Cousins is a problem for the Vikings. Um, but this Cousins is a problem for the rest of the league. And so that's what I'm hoping to see. The Vikings look really good um, all except for, I would I would honestly say the third quarter killed us. Um, in that game, but we were able to save it in overtime, and that it is what it is. So now we're going to go to our guest talking Eagles versus Bucks, another primetime game for the week. 
We all have problems with games, hell yeah. I know. Just to be, like, brutally honest, I didn't catch much of the Eagles-Bucks game, but the little bit I was able to catch, it makes me even more unsure about Jalen Hurts' future. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't really think he's our quarterback of the future. I really do think we need to find somebody else. But outside of that, the rest of the team looked great. Uh, Zach Ertz had a touchdown. Was flying along as eagle colors. Um, you know, we did not deserve to even be close in that game. So I'm actually kind of happy we lost. I mean, it was a close game for y'all. It was very easily. Like, it was a game that y'all could have won. We did but, not deserve to be in there. So I mean, either way, though, like it could be worse. Like y'all have the worst Alabama quarterback right now. That that belongs to the Dolphins. Um, I would like to point out that your quarterback is not your problem. Um, your head coach is your problem. How does Miles Sanders have one carry in the first half? One carry. I agree. That's yes. That your, your, is head coach, of... your head coach is the problem. He will not have a job come the end of the season. I, I agree. Guarantee that. Sarani hey. is a part of the problem. He should stop wearing all these t-shirts trying to be fashionable and do his fucking job, but you know, the guy is for some strange reason fucking not using Miles Sanders the way he should be. I can't believe I'm saying this. I actually miss Doug Peterson. Uh, I genuinely think you guys made a terrible decision firing Doug Doug Peterson. I think he was dealing with glass bones wince and uh, needed deserved better than what was handed to him. Um, and the fact that his replacement doesn't understand that running backs are part of football kind of concerns me for y'all. But you got to do what you got to do, you know. Um, your head, your owner and GM decided that what you had to do was fire Doug Peterson. And now you've got a guy who forgot how to run the ball. So, um, but no, none of this blame belongs on Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is low-key balling out. And I want to see what he does for the through the remainder of the season. It's just too bad he got stuck on a Philadelphia team. It is rather unfortunate, but um, all right. We're going to go, unless anybody has any more comments on the, this week's games. No. Good. All no, right, no, we're going to go. We are going to go to directly into weekly overreactions. Um, real quick before I do this, what are we looking at time-wise for recording? We're at 46 minutes, 47 minutes. Uh, 24 and a half after, on the recording. Oh, shit. My bad. All right, let's... We could do your overreactions and then hit Let's pause. do my overreactions and then stop and come back, okay? Okay. okay. All right. Wait, question before you do the overreactions. Yep. Can I get a part in between one of these to talk about the Zach Ertz trade? I didn't really want to lump that in with the game. It's kind of its own separate topic. Yeah, no, that works. We can do okay. that. Um, you want okay. to do that right before, right after we get back from the weekly overreactions. Okay. All right. Because then the discussion topics and Dez's winners, losers work together. So, um, all right. So now we're going to do my weekly overreactions. Um as you know, this is a segment where I overreact in a sort, um, not like a super big overreaction, but not, not, not like 
out there, right? But enough of an overreaction that there could be some debate for it. My overreactions this week, I have three of them. I can do every week. My first one, TJ Watt is better now than JJ Watt ever was. Um, I don't think that's a huge overreaction. I think there's some statistical ideology to back that up. Um, But TJ is just, I mean, TJ is a force. Like, J.J. Watt, there was a period where he was unstoppable. T.J. Watt is at a point where I don't think people want to try to stop him. Like He's falling out for my fantasy team this year. T.J. Watt is dominant. T.J. Watt is the best defensive player in the league right now. And he's the best defensive player in a league in, in which you have generational talents such as um, Josh, or uh, fuck, what's Josh his Dawes, name? In, yes, I agree. No, the guy in Aaron Donaldson. Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald. Aaron Donald. Whatever. Um, you've got Aaron Donald, who's a def- who is a um, absolute generational talent. You've got Stephon Gilmore, who is a generational talent at in the secondary. You've got oh, screw that guy. You. <laughs> You've got um, Daniil Hunter, who's really, really good. You've got just you've got a bunch of players who are great to generational talents, and TJ Watt is the best of all of them. And it's without a without a doubt, he's better than Josh Don- or than uh, Aaron Donald right now. And it, it's not even close. Like statistically, if you look at it, and you have to keep in mind that TJ Watt missed two weeks, almost two full weeks with a groin injury, came back and played with a groin injury for a week, and he's still playing better than Aaron Donald is. Uh, If he doesn't get, if he continues to play at this pace or at this uh, level and doesn't get hurt again the rest of the season, and Aaron Donald somehow wins Defensive Player of the Year, it will be the second biggest snub in league history, right behind Derrick Henry, like we talked about earlier, winning or not winning MVP last year. Um, TJ Watt is far better than JJ Watt ever was. My second weekly overreaction, Baker Mayfield is a bust. This was um, last week's episode didn't end up getting edited and posted. It just had a lot of issues. Uh, it was a very flawed episode. We just didn't really get our flow um, after the second half of the show, and it became very difficult to edit. Not a big deal. Whatever, you know? But so this was a yeah. this was an overreaction last week, and I'm carrying it into this week. I said it last week because Baker Mayfield can't close out a game, right? Like he was leading going into the fourth quarter. That's the second time all season that he's done it, and then he fell apart. This week, Baker Mayfield looked like garbage. Um, and and Baker Mayfield, if you look at it, like he balls out, right? He balls out against really really bad defenses. But the minute he plays an even remotely good defense, he looks like trash, and. Um, for that, I'm calling Baker a bust. I don't think Baker's a quote unquote, like he's not like a Jamarcus Russell bust, right? Like he's not that bad, but he is, yeah, that, that would be Josh Rosen, but he is a, I don't want to say Carson Palmer level bust either. Chad Pennington, he's a Chad Pennington bust, right? Chad Pennington was a serviceable quarterback at moments, but Baker Mayfield was the number one overall pick, and you expect 
True. You expect but, Tom Baker's Brady. defense. In Baker's credit, though, he did – he has what the – or taking the Browns to, what, two playoff appearances since he's been there? Something that quarterback hadn't done in, what, 20 years but, before? But he didn't do that. Miles Garrett in that defense did that. <sighs> if you're going to shit on Baker, you, you're going to have to shit on fucking Kirk Cousins as well. Oh, I, I shit on Kirk Cousins. He does all the time. Podcast. He shits on him every Relentless. week. Relentlessly. Um, he'll probably get shit on at some point this week. Um <laughs> But Baker Mayfield is a bust, and that is just my um, take on that. You guys can react to that in a second. This third one will make Dez a very happy man, and it's just been proven even more this week. So last week it was also an overreaction, but I decided to carry it into this week because it, it seems to be coming more to fruition. The 2021 Titans are the 20 – the Titans are the 2021 version of the 2020 Bucks. If you remember, last year the 2020 Bucks. They started seven and five, including Tom Brady forgetting it was fourth down against the Bears and ended up losing that game, right? To the Bears. The Bears. Oh, and um they ended up rattling off an incredible number of wins. They went what? Like four and one down the stretch. Or four and oh. They they finished the season four and oh after and starting finished, like- seven and five. Yeah, and they were on like a seven-game win streak or something. Yeah, seven-game win streak Bowl. to the Super Bowl, into the Super Bowl, and then ended up winning it. Like, absolutely incredible run. As Dez I should one here on golf. <laughs> absolutely incredible run. But Yes, it was. But they started seven and five, right? Like, they started seven and five, and we're, we very much were looking at them as a team that could be a dark horse to miss it the playoffs. Like, it, it was like a very questionable team. And the Titans started off shaky. They lost to the Jags. Not the Jags. The Jets. No, it's the Jets. And they had a couple scares early on in the season, as I what also did a hole in one on this hole. Um, the pressure's on you. And now they've rattled off well, back-to-back wins. They were dominant last week against the Jags. And then they beat the Bills, who are a very good team. And the Titans look like they could be Super Bowl contenders all of a sudden. And so I, I, I'm standing by this. I think they are the 2021 version of the 2020 Bucks. Nice. All right, guys, what are your reactions to this week's overreactions? We'll start with Rob. Uh, I disagree with two of the three, honestly. You're, you're not right when you say J.J. Watt is – well, T.J. Watt's a better version of J.J. It's, I don't see T.J. going out playing tight end and – Catching tight and catching touchdowns in the red zone, then proceeding to go out and get six sacks in the game, like his brother did. Uh, I don't know. I mean, seven ta- seven total tackles, three pass deflections, two sacks, and a forced fumble. JJ would have had a touchdown and interception that into that probably. Um, I I don't know about all that, but I do think that you are forgetting how good um, JJ Watt is, as a lot of us are. Just because injuries have really hurt his career. Oh no, I definitely think JJ was great, but TJ is that much better. He's doing this at a much younger age than JJ I'm also, at this point. Like JJ it. was not this good this fast. That's fair, but he also didn't have a big brother training him, you know, prior to it in the offseason because JJ Watt knew what to do in the in this uh, this generation's NFL and like their dad. You know, their dad helped him get there, but I think JJ ultimately is helping TJ. Flourish in the NFL. I think that but argument also, can be made. Yeah, I'm also not going to take credit from him, but 
you can't compare TJ Watt to Aaron Donald this season because TJ Watt's still getting out there as a name. Like he's had good seasons, he's had great seasons, but his name isn't feared by NFL offensive lines like Aaron Donald's is, and that's causing you know more people to double team Aaron Donald that, as opposed to TJ TJ Watt. They're not focusing their entire game plan around one player on defense like they do with the Rams. So, oh, TJ Watt is a great player. He is easily one of the best defense players in the league. And he should win a defense player of the year this year. But I think you're not crediting Donald enough. I also wanted to say that Baker is not a bust. He's a very serviceable quarterback, and that's not being a bust. But Josh he was Rosen, taken. He's a the bust. problem is the problem is Baker was taken number one overall and toted like touted as the savior of Cleveland. You don't get to be the savior and, of Cleveland and come out and look like he has this season. He had a nine point lead over a very bad Chiefs team. Like, are we forgetting how absolutely awful this Chiefs team is this year? They are not the Chiefs of past. No, they're not. They are three and three with some ugly losses. And he blew a fourth quarter lead to them. Right, to I just, point, that defense that couldn't stop water if you gave them a cork. I don't know if you could compare him to Josh Rosen, though. I mean, no, that's I'm not a saying he's Josh Rosen. I'm saying he's a Chad. I didn't say he was a Josh Rosen level bust. I said he was a Chad Pennington bust. He was a serviceable quarterback, yes, but not worthy of a number one overall pick. He is a bust based solely on where he was taken in the draft. Okay. Yeah. I'll give him that, but like, he was expected to be elite, and he's not done that yet. But he has done something that no quarterback in years has been able to do for Cleveland, and that's give them hope. I, I want Baker to be good. I really do. But he's not. He's not a good quarterback. I mean... You're right. He's not a good quarterback. He's a great quarterback. Oh, He's solid. Terrible that's take. a hot take. I, mean, I was going to say he's great. Especially because, I mean, he's got Odell and uh, Jarvis Landry. A great quarterback would have, would have at least gotten always one number one seed with that. Yeah, I mean, come on. The defense you've got and the offensive weapons you have and you aren't even getting a one seed. Like well, I can't get you the, were I can't get you the were the projected favorite out of the AFC it. this year. Yeah. And you may not even win your division at this point. You may not even finish second. The are coming in hot. You mean the toughest division in football? Yeah, they might not win it. But you're supposed to be the AFC favorite, and you're not even going to win the division with Jarvis Landry, Who's Odell Beckham Jr., Who's been hurt? Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, hurt? and Who's the number hurt? one defense in the league. You're like you're acting like injuries haven't fucking killed this team. That, they they have the number one defense in the league, and behind Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry, he has very serviceable but, wide receivers. He should be able to ball out, and he hasn't this year. He blew a nine-point lead. He blew a nine-point lead week one when everyone oh, was on that. No, see, that's, that's going to be his downfall. Is he's another Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, where he cannot perform in prime time. All right, what's everybody's take on my last? Uh, I, before I'm, we get too heated, I'm biased. On. I like it. I like it, but it's also a lot of pressure to put on. Thankfully, nobody listens. Nobody of that magnitude listens to this podcast, so it's like. It's going to be a whole lot of pressure. But, I mean, 
I think the difference between this year's Titans team and last year's Bucks team is the Bucks had a defense. We definitely don't. We're we're gonna have to win shootouts, and that's just something that we have to accept. Fair enough. All right. Anybody else have a take on that? No, I'm just gonna say I agree. It's obviously a really good team. Yeah, you, Josh? I, I'll agree with that too. Uh, I mean, they did just beat the best team in the AFC. True. So, we also lost to the wor- to the second worst, second or third worst team in the AFC. What, two weeks ago? Yeah, but that's going to make me feel bad about losing to you guys. If it makes you feel better, we were without A.J. Brown and Julio. Okay. That's what I keep telling myself, at least. I think that's a fair assessment of that Jets game. I mean, you were banged up and your defense is questionable. I mean, it is what it is. Now we're gonna. Now that we've talked about our weekly overreactions, we're going to go to go ahead and head to our guest. He's got... Something he wants to get off his chest, I guess. Uh, Rob, go ahead. And what do you what you got? Honestly, as an Eagles fan, I just wanted to talk about the Zach Ertz trade and like you know, look, I'm gonna be biased. Zach is one of my favorite players as an Eagle, and you know, I grew so much to him, but he meant so much to the city and all that, and to see him go for pretty much peanuts on the dollar is incredibly sad, you know. Dude's going to hopefully ball out and win a Super Bowl in Arizona, but as a as an Eagles fan and as a fan of the guy, I'd love to wish him good luck and thank you for all the memories, but to get it off my chest, I just wanted to say that Howie Rose needs to be fired for making such a shit trade. Yeah, that's a fair uh, fair statement there. Yeah. All right. Is that all you got on that one? Yeah. Um, I will say that he got what he deserved after what he did to the Vikings in 2017, but we're going <laughs> to let that one go. We're going to head to the this week's discussion topic with Josh. It's in a bit of a different place because Josh's discussion topic and Dez's winners and losers have a little bit to do with each other, but Josh, go ahead and introduce your discussion topic for the week. So my discussion topic is the London games. And kind of how they've become a joke. Um, It's like we take our worst NFL games and force the people of London to watch them. I mean, the Jaguars are the team that we send there every year. This week they got (laughs) Jaguars-Dolphins. Last week, they got Jets-Falcons. I mean, these are games that we don't even care enough to have on broadcast television or even channels that come in your basic cable subscription in this country. But we're making the good people of London watch them. I mean, that's not exactly... That's what they get for trying to tax us in the 1700s. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's not exactly trying to grow the sport. That's just saying, here's our shit, enjoy it. Yeah, good. They they try to tax us, that's what they get. We said British Tea Party 2.0, boys. (laughs) I do like that take, though, but... (laughs) But I just think either stop the games or send them better games. I'll agree with that. Like, 
Because they're playing a game in Germany, and I think we need to send like two Super Bowls there. Like, I know they can make more money in the states putting them on prime time, but if you want to grow the sport internationally, send your better teams. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I mean, if you give me, let's just say Bills Bucks at nine thirty a.m. in Germany. I'm getting my ass up to watch that game on a Sunday. I mean, hell, right. this Monday night's football game, like the Bills Titans, that was an exciting game. Yeah, that was two right. AFC contenders, like, or even like the even two teams that aren't the greatest, like the Bears and the Packers. That's not two great teams, but it's also a right. great time rivalry. Two middle of the was, road teams, but I was, mean, Jaguars Dolphins is just garbage. I mean, right. Why, why don't we just outsource the Cowboys? I think we can all agree that the Cowboys don't I mean, deserve anything in the States. That's something can, I can get behind. Can they still call <laughs> themselves America's team if we send them to Germany? They can't call themselves America's team anyway. <laughs> but, like, we completely take that away from them, right? Like, they're just screwed at that point. I'm, okay, I'm about, okay with that. Oh, no, yeah, like, I'm not saying I'm not okay with it. Give, I was just asking. Give us, the Cow- right. give us the Cowboys and Giants from Germany. Like, it's going to be a blowout, but it's a rivalry. That's fair. Hurts does Um, I, I completely agree. I, I just the London games are just terrible, um, terrible, Rob, terrible. Um, yeah, it, it's just a mess in London. I, I can't believe this is the best we could have given them, and they got to see Urban Meyer get his second dub in the NFL, um, right behind a blonde-haired chick in a college bar. <laughs> Literally. Yep. Quite literally. All right, Des, your winners and losers for the week. Uh, we'll start off with the winners because everyone likes to talk about winners. And I, uh, I'm going to start off with the Ravens is my first winner. I mean, they're 5-1 and one with a beat-up team. I, none of us have expected them to be as good. Like, every time they get a primetime game, with the exception of when they played the Colts, we, we picked against them. But I think it's time to start looking at them as a well, – Maybe not a legitimate contender in the AFC, but as, they're definitely going to be a playoff team at this point. Like, it's there's a, you can't tell me otherwise. They've they was really good against a really good um, Chargers team. Like they made they made uh, Herbert look like he's immortal for the first time all season. Yeah. So it's it was a, as much as I hate the Ravens, it was a good one for them, and they're they're really. Uh, telling everybody, no, we're not going away. We're not going out without a fight. Um, my second winner, I- I've got to go with the Titans. It was a big-time win. If you would have told me at the start of the season, we would have been 1-1 one one against the state of New York, I would have been like, all right, that's cool. But if you said your one loss would have been to the Jets, I would have told you you're high. <laughs> You've only <laughs> played uh, one game from a New York State team. Yeah, well, they have New York in the day. As a native New Jersey in number one, fuck you. In number two, we don't claim the Jets and Giants. We like to send them to the trash heap of New York. I thought New Jersey was the trash heap. Yeah. Is that nah, what New York, you got that New York is? Um, New York, however you want to pronounce it. 
Yeah, Nork. <laughs> <laughs> Just for that, New, Jer- New Jersey as a whole is one of my losers this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? Just for that, I'm, I'm making sure East East Carolina, a.k.a. Tennessee, is a loser. I thought East Carolina it's was like the ocean. Tennessee is west of Carolina. Yes. Wait, are they west? <laughs> New Jersey yeah. just took another I mean, the oceans. The ocean's the only thing east of North Carolina. I guess that uh, speaks volumes about New Jersey's education system. Like we said, New well, Jersey has I'm a little taking L's this week. Anyway, back to my real losers. Um, let's start with the, the obvious. The, the Dolphins. What the hell is going on at South Beach? Like, I thought they were going to be good this season. They have a young team that that showed promise last season, and they only—I thought they only built. I guess I was wrong. They are one in what four now with a five. loss to the worst team. One in five, my bad. With a loss to the worst team in the NFL, they—they're still 0 20 stateside. It's and it's not like the Jacks have showed promise or any life in any of their games, like. The, the only game that I could say they legitimately looked okay in was when they were playing the equally as bad Texans. And even they managed to lose to the Texans. So, I think there's going to be a coaching change at the end of the season in Miami. I think there's going to be a quarterback change before that. It's not looking good if you're a fan of any Florida team these days, college or NFL or MLB. At least you have the Lightning that you only care about until they suck again and then you'll be what Montreal fans? Are we just forgetting the Bucks exist? Yeah. Okay. I I, I really did for a second. I'm gonna be honest with you. I I, forgot. I mean, they are the boring team in the NFL, but they are. It's like watching a retirement home play, but they're somehow good at this. And the Miami Heat still exist. I mean, they're they're okay. They yeah, they true. fell at expectations last season. Yeah. And then my other loser is the Broncos, man. Like. I kind of called their bluff a few weeks ago when they started off 3-0 to the Jags, um, Giants, and the New Jersey Jets. But piggybacking I didn't expect off, them to go 0-3. Huh? Piggybacking off of that, I would like to do two things publicly here. I would like to, one, publicly apologize to Teddy Bridgewater for disrespecting him. He is a legit quarterback. He's looked decent this year. And I would like to publicly shame the Broncos as a whole. How do you sit here and let me be wrong? Like, come on, guys. I, I told y'all you were a legit quarterback away from being Super Bowl contenders. And Teddy Bridgewater started looking like a legit quarterback, and the rest of the team decided they were going to lay down and quit. I mean... It's... And it, all of it's not even the quarterback's fault. Like, what Jerry Judy and what one they've had another receiver out, and then Cortland Sutton's coming off of a freaking hamstring and like no, it was an ACL tear, wasn't it? Yeah. Last year. Yeah. So I mean, they're not at 100, percent but at the same time, I expected them to at least get a playoff spot this year. And from the looks of it, they are definitely a pretender. They're no, yeah. they're nowhere near the contender that they look to be. They are, they are by far and away the worst three and three team. Ah. Either is. There's a couple bad three and three teams, and you lost, you barely beat one of them. But I'm also biased. I, don't, I hate the Panthers. What do you mean I barely beat one of them? The Panthers? I mean, yeah. 
They're not a bad team. They're not a good team either. Sam, I, Sam Darnold is just uh, hot. Yeah, don't I don't know. Come in for my boy Sam like that. He's hot. I, mean, I thought it, I, I thought it was Adam Gase. It's just Adam Gase sucks, but I but guess my Sam, boy Sam, Sam Darnold deserves fits. all the respect. Do you know like are the only fans? I don't know. What did you say? Uh, didn't you say something about your only fan? Like nobody cares about your only fans. No, I said <laughs> Sam. I said Sam Darnold deserves all the respect. For what? Being what three and sixteen or three and forty-two as a starter in the NFL? It's a made-up stat, but I'm pretty sure it's somewhat close. You're not close, but okay. Go off. Uh, six, six and forty. My bad. Whatever. <sighs> I don't know, man. He's he's a free agent out of the season, right? I think he won't. He will still be a free agent after next se- season. Like Colin Kaepernick has a better chance of getting signed before he does in the off season. He'll be a backup somewhere. <sighs> I don't know. He, I mean, Cam Newton still doesn't have a job, and so it, he's better than Sam Darnold. Wow. I'm waiting on him to get. A, I'm waiting on him to get a call back from Carolina. He won't. I bet he does. I think the Man, saw, I think they saw that the Seahawks were going after him. Like you know they, where he'll did a workout for him. You know where he'll succeed, and it's a because he's not he's big, right? He's a big dude, and he's no longer mobile. You know what offense is perfectly set up for somebody that's big and no longer mobile with a decently big arm? The Bears. Oh. Pittsburgh Jaguars. Yep. Yep. Pittsburgh. I, I knew it was Pittsburgh. I was just giving him shit. It is – he fits that Big Ben mold right now, and uh, I wouldn't be against it. I really wouldn't. But, I mean, yeah, so. uh, but if we can get Cam Newton. Yeah, that's fair. I'd nuke Dwayne Haskins for the ability to get Cam Newton. <laughs> I'd say for my winners and losers this week. <laughs> I would nuke <laughs> – wow, that took a dark turn. It did. It really did. All right, so we've only got two people doing week three pre or week eight previews now. Week seven. Week seven previews because Josh and I all or both have teams on buys. I have two teams on buys, and Josh has one team on a buy. So we've got Dez talking Titans Chiefs, and we'll follow that with Rob talking Eagles Raiders. Go ahead, Dez. I don't trust. I don't trust Fatty Mahomes not throwing up to interception to. Jackrabbit Jenkins this week. Uh, I, this game at the beginning of the season I was worried about looking at looking out. Or here we are in what, week six, week seven. I'm not as worried. Like our defense still gives me a little bit of issues because this might no one might look this will be the week that Patrick Mahomes returns back to being Patrick Mahomes. But our offense is going to thrive against their defense. They are their their defense is hot garbage year and if the no offense to the bills but if the bills can do that to them i think given what we saw against the titans doing against the bills defense who is arguably up there it's definitely up there with the browns defense and as far as the league um, goes like titans are going to walk all over the, uh, the kansas city defense i think the titans win seven by 17 
All right, Rob, who do you have in your Eagles Raiders matchup for the week? Honestly, Ocean apparently. I, I have I have the Raiders. Uh, just to be real, this is going to be a divided household for me. Like off the podcast, my dad is a massive Raiders fan, so that was a good time when the Eagles and Raiders play. But uh, he beat you as a child. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, I, I I see Derek Carr balling out against this defense. Josh Jacobs is going to eat up the, that whole Raiders offense. Is just going to destroy us. It's going to be Raiders by 20 plus. It's going to be a bloodbath. I think that's a fair analysis. All right. Josh, what are your hopes for this bye week? Who do you hope to get healthy over the next week? Uh, The biggest one is Dawson Knox. That, considering he has a broken hand, I doubt that this week he'll get healthy, but I mean, really, I I like the way the Bills look headed into the bye. They're four and two. I would have liked to have been five and one, but they look good. Uh, really, other than that, no major injuries. And then the four weeks following the bye, they have the Dolphins, Jags, Jets, Colts. So. I like the way that, you know, I think we could go 4-0 and in the next four games coming off the bye. After that, we have the Saints and Patriots. I, I think the Bills could legitimately go the rest of the season. Really, the only game I see us losing is to the Bucs, and I think, I think we can beat the Bucs, but that's really the only game that I really I'm worried about. So I'm happy with the way the season's going. All right. I'm, I mean, both my teams are a little banged up right now. Um, Cousins has something wrong with one of his fingers on his throwing hand. Dalvin Cook has ankle issues, hamstring issues. Hold X, Rob. Um, if Rob has to hold X from that close of a putt, he's got problems. Um, <laughs> Cook has issues. Cook is struggling um, to get to stay healthy. Our defense is a little rough. Patrick Peterson just went on IR. Um, Bashad Breland kind of had a breakout game, so I, I like that um, from last week. I just want to see the Vikings get healthy. The same thing with the Steelers. Ben's a little banged up. Najee's a little banged up. Our receiving core is a little banged up. Our defense is a little banged up, right? So that week of rest where they can run it again. Uh, yeah, that works. Where they can um, take that time and just relax, get healthy, practice, prep for week eight. I'm just hoping we're that this becomes beneficial for us and that we do. Um, end up getting healthy going into week seven, but um, that's going to wrap for us. I am one of your three co-hosts. I am hashtag captain Kurt hashtag Sixburg, your Vikings and Steelers admin. I'm joined by my two co-hosts on my left, our bills admin. I'm hashtag circle the wagons. 
on our NFL page, uh, hashtag the true north on our NBA page, and hashtag Cohen somewhere on our MLB page. And then to my right here, I've got our Titans and Saints admin. Go ahead and int- or, uh, do your outro. I am does I'm just gonna do the NFL ones this week just because we don't know the future. So uh, you can find me as King Me and Three Bond Refs. And then our guest for this week, our resident Eagles admin. <laughs> I'm Rob, your friendly neighborhood Eagles admin. I'm hashtag Cunningham and Eggs, and you know I'm, I was happy to be here. All right. It's going to be a while before our pages are probably back up. We will keep you posted on that. But if you liked what you saw, when those pages go live again, um, go ahead and give us a like. And then if you liked having Rob on the show, go ahead and like his posts under hashtag Cunningham and eggs. And as long as he gets admin of the week or post of the week, he will be back here at some point in the future as well. I am once again... One of your, uh, I am once again, uh, hashtag Captain Kirk and hashtag Sixburg. We thank you for joining us and we will see you again next week.